proof they are profitable for doctrine. They are profitable for training in the righteousness. Not evil. So we don't use the word to back our inadequacies. Are we together? We don't use the word to defend ourselves. So to say, like to defend a weakness. Uh, even, even Abraham did it. No, 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 no. We don't do like that. That's not the essence why the word was given. The word was given for our correction. For our doctrine, for teaching. Because and Pastor Chidi took us through that scriptures. For us to know the essence of it. And the essence is that, that the man of God, that the woman of God, that the children of God might be equipped, might be thoroughly furnished unto good works. And we have begun in this series by identifying that this word of God is our curriculum for our training. So in any way we would leave, if we will leave according to the word of God, then we will go in to be saved. And so I had thought that by now uh, I will finish this today. That was my thought. I was telling my wife that uh, today I will be concluding by the grace of God. But when I was going through um, the work, I discovered some crucial issue that if we run, is not going to be profitable for us. So I am uh, hoping that God will help us look something today in regard of this and then next week. I truly hope so. And remember, the, the goal is, not, uh, is to establish a sound doctrine when it comes to uh, issue of marriage. Now, if there is any other area that is not correctly um, presented is this area. And particularly, this is where we talk about submission of the woman and also the, the love of the man or the headship of the man. And this has been abused. By the grace of God, I had the privilege to cancel couples and those who had problems in their marriages, not one, not twice, not thrice, several times. But one thing I have discovered that is common is a misunderstanding of what submission is. You know, we come into the, the marriage with our culture and societal influence. So when we get to, the, to, to marriage, we come along with all those things. So I discover that it's either the man, he himself does not understand his position, and then he's using the submission as a weapon, and to weaponize the woman. And after all, the Bible says you should submit. 
Or the woman herself didn't understand what submission is and she misfired. And she, instead of helping the man in his error, she ends up foiling his error or fatalizing his confusion. And then confusion becomes compounded pandemonium. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it, <laughs> it, it grows to a bigger problem. <laughs> so I, I trust the Lord that we will go a bit um, gradually to understand the model for Christian in marriage or the model of Christian marriage and anyhow you, you put it and let's look at the model I want to, us to read so we will actually study this scripture we will truly study this scripture. Just like we did to the First Corinthians uh, 7, we're going to look at this so that we can understand and not uh, uh, misinterpret what Paul was given here. Amen? So, sir, I will require your help again as usual. And we will read this from verse 21 to uh, 23. Please, as we read it, you know, some other people have heard people uh, interpret this scripture. They use this verse 21 as a defense, either than to study and understand. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I made the earlier remark at the beginning that we don't use scripture to, like, a defense of our opinion or a cultural uh, standpoint. No, that's not what we do. We only come to scripture to understand what the scripture is saying. We don't come with our own or we uh, uh, just fish out some scripture here and there to back out. No, we don't, we don't use scripture to back our ideology. No, it's at our, our ideology bows to the scripture. Did you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Submit to one another out of reference for Christ. Mm -hmm. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to their own husband in everything. Husband, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without strain, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body, mm -hmm. just as Christ does the church. Mm -hmm. For we are the members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, mm -hmm. and the two will become one flesh. Mm -hmm. This is a profound mystery. But I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Hmm. Thank you, sir. This is powerful. 
Now, I want to start by informing us that the issue of submission and headship or leadership in marriage was not brought about by sin. Uh, are we together? Amen. So it's not the issue of sin that brought about this order in marriage. And uh, God instituted this order before man fell. Yet, the model for marriage is not creation. Please, I want us to, some, some information are, are deliberate. The model of marriage is not creation. That is, it's not the Adam and Eve. Are we together? And, but Christ and the church. Please note that. So, because, you know, sometimes in marriage seminars, each time they start, they say, okay, okay, okay. You know, for us to understand marriage very well, let's go to the beginning. Do you understand that? Have you heard that before? Yes. He said, let's go to the beginning because you can't understand marriage without understanding the marriage in the beginning. <laughs> but we will soon see and Nowhere in scripture has he pointed Adam and Eve as a model. Nowhere. But we have seen that the model, so I'm trying to establish right before we even start the journey, that the model for Christian marriage or for Christian in marriage is Christ, the relationship between Christ and his church. The relationship between Christ and his church. Now, where we read in Ephesians chapter uh, 5 from verse 21 to 33, I believe we have noticed the word severally. As. Are we together? As. As. The first one in verse, if you look at it, verse 22, it now talks about that Wife, you submit to your own husband as to the Lord. Are we together? As to the Lord. Verse 24. Uh, verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife. As also Christ is the head of the church. When you jump to verse 24. Therefore, just as. Are we together? So you will see all these as, as. Very profound. Now, if you look at it in that context, you will see that this as, as is introducing us to a most glorious picture of how marriage should be. It's introducing us to the model of marriage. How marriage should look like. How marriage should look like. And so marriage... Is designed by God to be a representation of Christ's eternal relationship with his people. Marriage is designed by God to be a representation of Christ's eternal relationship or relationship with his uh, people. And therefore, there is something that we need to understand here. There has never been any picture, just like I've alluded earlier, like this before. This is the greatest revelation regarding 
marriage. And I want us, sir, can you help me read this verse um, 32? This is a profound mystery. Yes. But I am talking about Christ now, and the church. Wait, wait, wait. You see, he had talked about the issue of marriage before. Are we together? Talking about the marriage and the model we have to model Christ, relationship with his church and all that. Then lastly, he now says something. That all this marriage I'm talking about, I'm saying is a what? Is a mystery. And how do you define a mystery? It's a Christ relationship and the church. So what we're trying to say is that when we say something is mystery, it's not that, you know, most times when they say mysterious, it's hidden. No. But when you hear mystery, like you hear the issue is that this is a mystery that has been hidden, Colossians chapter 1, that has been hidden for past ages. Huh? That Christ in you, the what? The hope of glory. You know, initially, before now, when you read the Old Testament scripture, you only think that God was thinking about Israel alone. Did you understand what I'm saying? That's what you would think. But, you see, there is a mystery which was hidden to many people. Even the prophet who had just prophesying, they didn't know about this one. Now, later on, it was revealed that no, God was not just thinking about Israel. He was thinking about the whole world. Are we together? That's why he said it was hidden for past ages. But now it has been revealed to us. So when this one was talking, when marriage in Genesis, you read marriage in Genesis, how it was instituted and all that. You know, it's a mystery. People didn't understand what actually it meant. Did you understand what I'm saying? But actually, the mystery is God was introducing. God was giving us a picture what he is to do. Do you know what I'm saying? That is his eternal relationship with man, with mankind. And that's what he was pointing. But if we, the people who had the Old Testament, they were just there only reading about it. They didn't understand what God was communicating. Are we together? And so, this was a mystery that was hidden in past ages. That the marriage in Genesis was a picture of God's eternal relationship with his people through Christ. And so marriage is a message of God's love for his people. The message of the gospel. Glory to God. <laughs> That's how God intended it. So if you see marriage, what should click to you is a gospel. It's God's love for his people. You cannot enjoy marriage without understanding redemption. And Christ's relationship with his church is a model for marriage. So that means if you come into Christ, if your understanding about love of God has a problem, certainly you have problem comprehending marriage. And issues of it. Are we together? Now let's look at submission. This is I'm I'm trying to dive into some deep issues now. We are moving gradually into deep waters. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now submission. I sir, please help me read that verse again, verse twenty one. 
Okay? Out of reverence for Christ. Now, first I want us to see this. This scripture, verse 21, tells us of how submission is mutual. Now, I want to first and foremost look at that scripture in the light of uh, marriage first. You understand? But you know that that scripture is talking about the church. Are we together? Are we together? Yes. So, but let me first look at it in the context of marriage now. Now, now that means mutual. That means it's not something that should be done by the man alone. I mean by the woman alone. Are we together? I want us to... I want us to understand the context of this scripture and to understand what God is saying more deeply. Because then when you just use the word submission, you will not be thinking about your dictionary. Did you understand what I'm saying? I be, because I know we are learned people. And so most times we, are, we can be easily turned to academics. Are, are we together? So please, at least for, for today, be a disciple. Even if you are... <laughs> Hallelujah. Now... So what I'm trying to say is that the husband and the wife, that is in this respect of, uh, in, in respect of marriage. Now verse 21 is not contradicting this. Remember when we enter verse 22 to 23, the, the light was beam on the lady. Are we together? On the wife. It's the wife that should submit. Because the word was beam on her. alone. No word like that was used to the man. Question. If, because of course we are Christian before we got married. Are we together? So if all of us have understood that we can submit to one another, then when you get into marriage, do you stop submitting? <laughs> do you stop submitting? Then the wife now is the one that takes the responsibility or the charge of the submission. Now, what I'm trying to say is that you will discover that it looks like as if what we're saying that it's not, we're not saying that this verse 21 contradicts this. No. That's not what we are saying. It does not contradict uh, verse 22 to 23, which appears not to ask the husband to submit. Well, that's, it appears. I'm using that word carefully. It appears. Yes. So, one thing I want us to note here is that within the context of marriage, please note this, the expression, expression of submission takes on different forms takes on different form. The expression of submission takes on different form. Now, let me give you this example. Here in the church, you remember we said verse 21 actually mean what? It's, a, it's for all of us in the church. Are we together? Now, verse 21 applies to everyone of us here, like here, all of us. Both of us that are pastors and the members, all alike. We are all by this scripture, asks to do what? To submit to one another. All of us, we are to submit to one another. But you see, the way we express submission in the church is different depending on our roles. Now you see, as a pastor, how I will express submission to you will be different of how you express submission to me. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, everything is not flat. That is, when it comes to submission, it's not like, like there is just one way that everybody must just do that way. You, you understand what I'm saying? Just the same way, honor. We as pastors and as leaders, there is a way I will honor you. Are we together? Which is different from the way you honor me as a leader. Now, if you understand that one, you will not be expecting your, 
uh, pastor, you understand, to, like, you know, when we honor leaders, for example, most times when we see them, you understand, say, welcome, sir, you do some gestures. Did you understand what I'm saying? So now, will you be angry when your pastor passed and you say, well done, sir, and he didn't do, well done, sir. <laughs> now, are we together? Will you be angry? Now, you see, the way you express honor is different from the way he will express honor to you. Are we together? Because as the leader. Now, if you don't understand this, you have problem when you get into marriage. Are we together? Because we have this order of God that is the leader who is the husband and the wife, you understand, who actually clearly it was stated to submit. It's not that the man is not submitting. No. But the way the man expresses his submission, he expresses it as a leader. And we're going to see that. Are we together? Yes. So, so verse 21 takes on a different form or ways as we serve one another. Depending on the position the Lord assigned us. You understand? Each of us. Depending on the position the Lord assigned. Remember I used the word assigned. The Lord assigned. The man was not choosing. He was not the one who chose himself to be a leader. You understand? No. And that's why if you are in the church also, we understand that. You can be serving even in your unit and your leader that is there, you are far older than him. You see? But that's the election of grace has nothing to do with that. Are we together? It has nothing to do with that. So, now, in marriage, the husband submits to the wife and serves her as a head, just like I said. And the wife submits to the husband and serves him as the church does to Christ. As the church does to Christ. You understand? Their role and their position assigned by grace differentiate how they express submission to each other. Therefore, submission in the context of marriage simply means, it simply means believing and joyfully yielding and acting according to God's order. Did you understand what I'm saying? Is acting according to God's order. That's submission. One, you believe in it. It's not by grudging. Two, joyfully you do it. Understand? The third thing is that you act, not just action. You know, there are some actions that, no, that are not joyfully. Are, are we together? There are actions that are not joyful. You know, we have, there is no church you will not have rebels. Even in this church, we still have rebels. If you ask them to do something, they will just do it, but grudgingly. That is not submission. Did you hear what I said? That is not submission. Because it has to be, first, you believe in the order God has set. Two, you joyfully yield to it. Then, totally, you act in that light. That's submission. So, it is done, did you see that? Sincerely, that is the submission is done sincerely, joyfully, in love, and with the persuasion. That is the belief, the conviction, understand? The conviction that it is for the best, the advantage 
the building, it is for the fulfillment of all the parties involved in marriage. Now, you see, one of the biggest things, if you don't understand, you, you come into marriage feeling you are cheated by God. Did you understand what I'm saying? You come into marriage, especially if our sisters, we truly have to understand the word of God. Else, we'll be carrying the Me Too movement. I am completely against uh, predatory activities. You understand? And I have said it over and over. A person cheated a sister and take advantage of her ignorance, we will hand you over to police. You will deal with you. I'm telling you. So don't say we are in church. They will, I will personally. Because we believe in the Lord God has been speaking. So you cannot take advantage of other people's ignorance. You understand? But what we are saying is that sisters especially, please understand the issue of submission. And plus the brothers also. That what we are saying is that when you come, you, once you understand the concept of submission as God instituted it, you will be glad to come into the marriage and believe in that is the best that will make you fulfill. So, you come into the marriage with this ideology, with this persuasion. I'm excited to do that. Are we together? And God will really have to help us. And I say this with all uh, seriousness, especially with our young people of today. You understand? You see, gradually, the world is making us hate what is godly and hate and dislike. You know, it's as if when you believe in God, you are a fool. You understand? There's a way the world makes you feel as if you are a fool. There's one day when I was serving during my service here. You understand? Man of God, we used to read a lot of books. Great books. E.W. Kenyon. You understand? Kenny Hagin. You understand? We used to read all those materials, books. There was a, a season where then we used to be paid 19,500 naira as monthly stipends. There was one month I picked 15,000 to buy books. 15,000 out of my 19,500. Now, and this young woman, we are serving together, and she wants to disgrace the man of God. She just came, you know, I saw her and I admire her seriousness. She used to read all these big, 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 big novels. You know, all these love novels and all those things. You, know, you see, some of the novels are 1,000 uh, pages. And you know, the pages are small, small, small. This lady, within two weeks, she will clear this one. What? I admire her seriousness. But one day she wanted to come to school. So when they are talking, they are talking with one of the staff. Hey, that she read this, she read, they are calling all the names. And the man of God didn't know all those words. You understand? And they asked me, Victor, which one did you read? <laughs> I said, <laughs> 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 You said, what, what type of human being are you? From where did you come from? Ah! When I switch into the anointing. <laughs> Let me not call her name. Maybe she, will, she has repented. But, but I told her, I said, listen, listen. You have to be careful how you speak. What you read, I don't read. What I read, you don't read. I give you 10 years. Continue to read what you are reading. I'll continue to read what I'm reading. 
we will know who is wise among us. You see, I open eye like this. I, I told her. Now, you see, don't allow anybody makes you feel as if you are a dummy just because you are serving God. You understand? And that's what I'm trying to point out here. So sometimes when you come into marriage, there's a way they speak to you as if, what do you think you are the submission? You understand? You, are you a dummy? You should be following this man. Are you a dummy? You understand? They make you feel your responsibility is foolishness. The counsel of God. Timeless, eternal counsel. Let him come and meet you. <laughs> so, please study the word to show thyself approved. A workman who needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, why submit? What does that mean? Sir, please read me that uh, scripture again. Verse 22 to 24. Wives. Yes. Submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their own husband in everything. There are critical words there. So let's look at them. One, the first thing is in verse 22. Verse 22, where our pastor read, he said, Wives submit to your own husband as... Are we together? He said, to your own husband. That's the first word I want us to look at. To your own husband there signify or means that the wife's submission is exclusive. To her husband and not to anyone else. You know, I see some callous men in the side, they begin to talk generally. And don't you know that they said women should submit to men? That's not what it says. That's not what he says. Is <laughs> exclusive to her husband and not to anyone else. This submission is not to be done to all men. I'm going to see it. What makes it so unique? Do you understand what I'm saying? What makes it so unique that it is only to her husband? Please note that one. To own. If you have your Bible, as Pastor Fred used to say, if it is not borrowed, underline to that own husband. Yes. So another important point I want us to note is that wife submission has a template. And what is a template? As unto the Lord, or as the church submits to Christ. That's the template. So, what we are trying to say is that, don't go and pick your definition from your village. Your definition is as the church submits to Christ. So, you have one uh, goal now is to sit down and read the Bible and see how the church supposed to submit to Christ. If I if I'm a woman now, I have a job already. I don't have any. That means I can sit down now and read and see how do I supposed to submit to a man. That is the definition here. As to the Lord, because in another way you put it is that that is as the church submits to Christ. 
Let's move. Now, this means that the template or the model of a wife's submission to her husband is a church submission to Christ. Let nobody take you out of this truth. Let me add quickly here, before we even come to the issue of the man. That the model of man's headship also, in verse 23, because it shows us there in verse 23, that for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. That means that the headship, the man's headship or leadership is Christ. what? The model is what? Is Christ's headship over the church. So, may I suggest to men also, could you spare some time to study how Christ is leading the church? That is your model. The model is not your village. The model is not your father. The model is not even your pastor. Are we together? The model is who? Is Christ. Men, the model is Christ's headship. Christ's leadership over the church. And if you study that, if your Bible was not pirated, you will know that there is nowhere Christ beat the church. Did you hear what I'm saying? There is nowhere Christ weaponized the weakness of the church. Are we together? There is nowhere Christ, you understand, made public and make the church to be ashamed. Did you hear that? Go and study. That's where our liberation comes in. We have already seen that the problem of domineering we are facing today is because many men are still in sin. And you can, if you cannot overcome sin, there is no how you, you will come into marriage and do well. It's not possible. Now, to correctly define submission of a wife to her husband, I want to dive more into it, although I have already shed some light. The context of that scripture must be understood. That, that context. You remember there is a word down there. He said, the wife should submit in everything. <laughs> Is that some carnal way we say, eh -heh. that's what the Bible says. You see? But the man does not understand his responsibility. If he has understood what leading is as a man, he will be crying for his life. Sir, please, I want you to read, because I move backward a bit, 18 to 22. 
Do not get drunk on wine. Yes, sir. Which lead to debauchery. Uh -huh. Instead, be filled with the be spirit. Be filled. Wait. Be filled. That's be it. Filled. That's where the discussion starts. You understand? Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spirit. Uh, wait, 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 sir. That means when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you see the effect of it. Are we together? Mm. Yes, sir. And spiritual songs. Uh -huh. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Yes. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. Submit to one another out of reference. Uh -huh. Wives. Yes. Go on. Verse 22. Wives, submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord. Now, you see the effect of being filled by the Holy Spirit. Now, he starts speaking to one another in psalms and spiritual songs, you understand? He now says, submitting to one another. Then he said, wife. It's a continuation. Are we together? It's a continuation. That's the impact when a man allowed the spirit of God to take over. So, what we are seeing here is that this submission is a fruit, is a product. Or the work of the Holy Spirit. The same way is the headship of the man. Because when you read down, he now continues to say man. Now that means if a man earlier on that verse refuses to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then he carries vodka. What do you think the impact will be? Now you see, there's a difference. Pastor Kola said, volcanic leadership. But what I'm trying to say is that is to make you to understand that the issue of submission and headship is a product of the work of the Holy Spirit. So where a man and a woman already has a problem with the Holy Spirit taking over her life or his life, you know that that man is a long mind. When that woman is a lamb man. So, verse 22, there's another word introduced there. He said that the woman or wife submits to your own husband as unto the Lord. That as unto the Lord shows that the wife must have a personal relationship with the Lord. You see, look at it. He said, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. You know, the Bible is pointing you just the same way you were doing to the Lord. Are we together? That means that woman must have had or enjoying personal relationship with the Lord. And must have been submitting. Because if she has not learned submission from the Lord, there is no how she will understand us. Are we together? She can't understand that. If some of us were in, in near East University and they moved to CIU, that small university. <laughs> don't worry. Don't, don't worry, CIU people. Eh? We love you. We love you. We love you. In a sense. Don't worry. The Lord is my strength. Amen. Okay, that's just by the way. Now, what I'm trying to say is that when, let's say you were here, or you were in CIU, you returned to Near East, or you were in Near East, you returned to CIU. And I said, 
Please, you need to read hard. Just as you were doing in Near East. That means you must have had experience of Near East. If you, had, if you didn't have any experience of Near East, I wouldn't have said, tell you as. Did you understand what I'm saying? That's the issue also here. That's why you see even reasons why marriage with unbelievers is not allowed. Because you must have walked with the Lord and understood what submission is before you even venture into issue of relationship. And now I'm talking about marriage. So, and that's what I'm trying to say. Please. So, if your relationship with the Lord has a problem, there is no way your relationship with your husband will be sound. And that means only wives who have sound relationship with the Lord living under his leadership can actually submit to their husbands. So, as to the Lord does not mean in place of the Lord. This is one thing. Both the men and the women must understand this. As unto the Lord does not mean in place of the Lord. Never. The husband is not to replace the Lord. Did you hear what I said? The husband is not your Lord. The husband is coming as the husband. So, the man or the husband is not to replace the Lord. Never. That's not what that means. So, because when you are empowered with knowledge, we are safe. As to the Lord does not mean the husband becomes a wife's Lord and the Lord ceases to become her Lord immediately after she gets married. No. That's not what that means. The leadership of the man does not replace the lordship over the wife's life. The leadership of the man in marriage does not replace the lordship of Christ over the woman's life. And so when a husband or when the husband replaces the Lord in a wife's life, she would have no model of submission anymore. Who will you look at? Who will, who will help you to see how you should submit? Because the relationship between Christ and the church is what helps you. And now the Lord is taken away. You don't have a model again. And that is why many wives have been abused because their husbands replaced what? The Lord in their lives. This is one of the biggest problems. So, the wife is never to allow the man to become the Lord. That is not submission. The comparison of the husband to Christ in marriage is not in every respect. Please, we have to note this. It's not in every respect. Is not in every respect. For instance, when the Bible tells us that until we become like children, we will never enter the kingdom of God. It is not saying 
we must become children in every respect. To cry when we are hungry. Not to plan. Like exploit. Uh, they don't know what is planning. They only know eating. That's children. That's not what the Lord is trying to tell us to do. Oh, we should not work at all for anything but depend 100% on other people for our daily needs. That is not what the Bible is saying. So we have to read within the context. So God was not just saying as the Lord, so the man takes over as the Lord. No. That's not what we're saying. And you have to understand even, the, that's why he cannot be her Lord. Because the comparison is not in every respect. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, the wife learns her submission, not from culture around, not from society, but from the way the church submits to Christ. As the church submits to Christ, we saw that scripture in verse 24. I mean, uh, that line in verse 24. The wife's submission is in everything. That's another thing I want to discuss. The wife's submission is in everything. Now, what does that in everything mean? What does that in everything mean? In everything. Yes. Now, I want us to see this. Please, sir, can you quickly read me this scripture? Because I want to use it to see if God will help us to clarify this truth. First Peter chapter 1, I mean 3 verse 1 to 6. Wives, in the same way submit yourself to your own husband. Okay, you so see that again? So that if any of them do not believe the word, uh -huh. they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. Mm -hmm. When they see the purity and reverence of your life, mm -hmm. your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Yes. Such as elaborate hairstyles uh -huh. and the wearing of gold jewelry yes. and fine clothes. Uh -huh. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, uh -huh. the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Yes. Which is great worth in God's sight. Uh -huh. For this is the way the holy women of the past who, who put their hope in God wait, wait, used to adorn them. Who put their hope in their husband? In, in their husband? Who put their hope, though they are married, but their hope is where? It's in God. So it has, it's saying that, no, the man does not become your Lord. You don't stop looking up to the Lord just because the man came. That's why we trash out that ideology that the man should be the one to take care of me. You understand that, that, that village mentality? Yes. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. Mm -hmm. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called our Lord. Mm -hmm. You are our daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. You do not give way to fear. Now, I want to share with us this. Then we close. Submitting in everything does not mean agreeing. Huh? and yielding to the husband's any idea, any desire, any request, any instruction. Did you hear what I said? When you read in that context, it talks about it is her attitude, her lifestyle, 
Are we together? That will influence him. So it's not suggesting that anything he asks, she will do. Are we together? So, it does not mean following the man into sin. You understand? In some culture, when you have a visitor, you give the visitor your wife for the night. <laughs> he said, the Bible say, the Bible say we should submit. Okay, go and submit. Don't follow your husband into sin. That's not submission. It's not anything he asks or instructed because he must know there is somebody ahead of him, which is the Lord. Are we together? That's why you cannot go and marry somebody who is not, an, uh, who is not a believer because there is a confusion. So when you put the will of your husband before Christ, it is not submission. That is foolishness. That is foolishness. The Lord must remain above your husband. And vice versa. So submitting in everything means having Christ oriented. And dependent positioning or disposition. Disposition or positioning. You position yourself that is your dependence is in Christ and your orientation is Christ. So that's what we mean by submission. In everything. That is you have the disposition. You have the position. Orientation from Christ's mindset and dependence on his grace and power. Are we together? To follow your husband's leading in everything. Please note this word are very important. Christ. That means there are certain things when they contradict Christ, you cannot follow him. But you are willing to follow him to any length because of the disposition you put, the orientation. You understand? It's Christ. And so, peacefully refusing to do what your husband requests of you that is against the law, is submission. Please, I want you to know the word peacefully. The word peacefully is important, not confrontational. Are we together? Because we are called to peace. But we are, my major thing there is refusing. You say, no, darling, I, I can't be able to do that. You know that. Right? You know that. The Lord, the Lord is against the law. It's against the law. That is peacefully and politely explaining. That is submission. That is, you have a disposition to submit, but there is a limit to the extent you can submit because the person that defines your submission is the Lord and not the husband. Are we together? And so, a wife can submissively disagree. You know, sometimes we think this cannot combine. No, no, no. He can. He can. So she can submissively disagree with her husband or refuse his way even if the price is divorce. Once it's against the law. I need to clarify this. I'm not saying that you just carry, you go to the court and then divorce. No. 
Because I'm telling you that as long as you refuse to do what he wants, he is likely to go and say, okay, let's separate. And that's why in this scripture, when you read, the Bible said that person who insisted he will leave, he said, we are men of peace. And this is for both the men and the women. You understand? He said, let the person leave. He was talking about the unbelieving woman or unbelieving wife. He said, if she insisted that she wants to leave, he said, no, you cannot drag her to stay. Allow the person to leave. You understand? You know, most times we generalize it. Eh, 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 there is no, no any, uh, what do you call it? No only divorce is allowed. Here, divorce is allowed. Allow the person to go and divorce you. It's not saying you are the one to go and initiate it. If the person insisted he wants to do it, allow him to do it. Are we together? The Lord must remain the Lord over the wife's life and must be above her husband. And the wife's submission is based on the role assigned to the man, to the husband, as the head. You understand? In the marriage, he was assigned by the Lord. And that's why he said, that what he said, for. He said, why? He said, wife, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. He now said, for. That's the reason. He said, for. That is, the husband is the head of the wife. Are we together? Now, we will have to stop here. Next week when we come, we will look at the husband, that is, Christ's headship of the church. The model for the husband headship. Or leadership. Now, we've taken time today to just understand what is submission to the woman. Are we together? Please, don't be foolish. Because if you go and do certain things that is against the Lord, you are foolish. That's not submission. That's not submission. And so, and that's why it is important to understand all these concepts and in the context in which God have spoken or have written in scriptures. And I want us to note that the essence of it is liberation. The essence is not rebellion. The essence of all these eye-opening truths that God is doing to us is to be able to help us know the steps we should take. And many of the things, even before you get married, there are signs that will show you that this man, this man, this man, he will never follow the Lord because the Lord himself is not his Lord. So one thing that disqualifies a person, whether a lady or a man, you disqualify him no matter whatever, is when you have sensed the Lord has not been his Lord. Because if you marry that man, he will show you what is driving him. He will show you what is leading him. So, open your eyes to walk with the Lord so that you can know those who are walking with you. Because it's only those who are walking with the Lord can know those who are walking with the Lord. Did you, did you understand what I'm saying? It's not that you forget about the Lord. It's when you get to marry. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, show you myself. You have not been saying anything. You go anywhere you want to go. You don't care about the Lord. The Lord has not been your Lord. It's when you come to relationship. Then you start and say, Lord, I want your ways. The man with the green shirt. Let him come. You will see red. Can you just pray? Ask the Lord to help you. Lord, we need help. Lord, we need help.
Lord, we need help. 